0: Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Record Report podcast. My name is Ahmad. And I'm Vance B. And this week, we had a great time going back, revisiting G Unit's first album, Beg for Mercy. Let's.
1: you
2: Yeah. That's one on one. I teach y'all to start, My wrist stay back up, my TVs pop up and it the best be in. I teach y'all to start, nigga. You can't see me. My Bentley GT got so great tint. I teach y'all to start, My neck stay blingin', my rims they gleamin', I'm shining, man. I teach y'all to start, I see you scheming, nigga. Keep on dreamin', I hurt you, man. I teach y'all. Uh-huh. Seven series BM, six series Benz, 24 inches, Giovanni rims, all one. One wheel when I'm on one of them. All that boy out acting that's him, yeah. They say I change, man, I getting paper, I'm flashy They like me better when I'm fucked up and ashy My royalty checks the rebirth for Liberace It's not so hard, everybody gotta watch me And I don't really care if it's platinum or white gold Long since BS bling, they got that light show In the hood they say 50, man, sneaker look right show Just can't believe Reebok did a deal with a psycho Banks is your thing, y'all niggas might blow I'm finna drop that, so I suggest you really low Buck, he from Cashfield, Tennessee, nigga getting them Tennessee.
3: I got the a lot of album. records like, yeah.
2: like did we just not use them? Just, mm-hmm. just, just sitting. sitting
3: there How did y'all pick the records for this album Because I, I hear that y'all are constantly in the yeah. studio We did the
2: majority of this record on the Rock the Mic Tour Okay You know okay. and it, it was incredible out mm-hmm. there It was myself, Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg Yeah Yeah That's the rhyme Everybody oh, Chris, no
3: your eyes. I'm getting a feeling you want to take revenge From the conversations we have and the way it ends You want to discuss me in front of your lady friends That's why it's just me your my Mercedes Benz It all depends, maybe if we make amends We can start from scratch we me your temper and robots in fact We plan to be platonic with the heart's intact So every time we separate, somebody's marching back You're amazing in the sack Eyes slanted like an Asian but you're black
0: <laughs> <laughs> Back for Mercy <laughs> Back for Mercy was released November 14, 2003 uh, It was released with members of G-Unit, so 50 Cent Young Buck, Lloyd Banks and Tony Ayo was incarcerated at the time, but he was featured throughout the album um, The album had production from Dr. Dre um, Denon Porter, DJ Khalil Eminem, High Tech Jake One, Scott Storch, uh, Shaw Money XL, Needles, I think Alchemist, but I hope I'm not missing Alchemist. Um, and it, it was supported with singles such as Stump 101, "Popping Them Things, Wanna Get to Know You, and Smile. Uh, before we get into the individual songs, how did you feel about this album as the week went on?
4: So this is actually one of um, my childhood favorites. Um, I actually got this song kind of in the time where like I was beginning to actually get into music. So <laughs> I was not supposed to listen to like ass shit like this, but 50 Cent was damn near everywhere. And there was like a 99 cent in up store, which is supposed to be a fake ass dollar store, but it was definitely more expensive but they also sold like mixtapes and they happened to sell this, this this album bootleg. So yes, 50 cent. I bought your shit bootleg. <laughs> but when I started listening to it, I realized it was a really good project. And um, it was one of the projects that I could remember in my earlier years. I was in elementary school when this, you know, when this came out also, it was a significant time because it was like, it was my my transition from like private school into public school, so like this album kind of played that out and how my this my disdain for the school I was currently at and moving over to a whole another entire world. So like this album was very significant to my life. Uh, it had a lot of jams on it. Um, I would say that in some way it's dated, however. It also has a lot of gems on here that, like, when you listen to and if you're from that era, it makes you just kind of sing it again. And and there's also a lot of just like, like history, like recorded history from this project. So like, yeah, beg for mercy. It's definitely gonna be complex, especially with with what's going on with Fifty right now because he, I don't know what the fuck he on, but it, this 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 album was very complex. Not only did we look at the 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 legacy of 50 cent through this project but we also looked at the trajectory of both young buck and lloyd banks as well as the many producers that are on this project
0: so let's do this let's jump in boom with that let's start picking our joints uh i think since i picked this one i should i go first you my do. first my, my my favorite song is uh not my favorite song because i don't want to say it's my favorite song but one that i really really enjoy my one of my top five is g'd up mm. um, okay this there's a lot of songs on this album there's 19 songs a this lot is <laughs> this is 2003 so they definitely try to fill up the whole cd <laughs> get all that cd um, get all that cd quality all the megabytes <laughs> Every megabyte was full, so they had 19 joints on here, which is crazy when you think about it. Uh, but yeah, I love the beat. Um, it's one of the ones they did with Dr. Dre. Um, there wasn't a lot of interviews for this. I was trying to find some, but I can't, really couldn't find some with them. Were like specifically talking about um, Beg for Mercy. But it was one, and um, I can't remember where. I think.
3: Been- Young Buck, like, talk about some of the titles of the songs on the album, or a record that you really is close to you on this album. Uh,
1: one of my favorite records on the album is a uh, title, GED Up. Mm-hmm. Okay. G'd yeah. Up. Yeah. All
3: right. Who was and on it's, that? Um,
1: it's it's a it's a collaboration of me, Lloyd Banks, and um, Fifty.
2: Okay. And, produced know, by Dr. Dre. Some real
1: life. Produced by Dr. Dre. Okay, some real life now, experiences on now the i
3: like, uh, you know, going in the studio with Dr. Dre for y'all and working with him.
1: It was a, it, just to be in the same studio with Dr. Dre is an honor, you know? It so was
2: right? a real fast process a, this go around. Though. Yeah. Because really? we went, we recorded all four of the records that we did with Dr. Dre in one day. Really? Yeah. got focused. Real focused. We shoot a we video. We <laughs> shoot Stunt back. 101, mm-hmm. and we shot the, the following day, we did all four of the records. Two of them, I, he co-produced with High Tech. High and, Tech. Okay. Yeah. And
0: two of them he did.
4: You know.
1: All right. How, y'all how, how do you go about, like, picking the producers actually?
0: About to get robbed in the rains, hoodie, hoodied up, like like New York fitted in Thames, weather related. Like this is a song you feel like you feel like you about to like rob somebody <laughs> with a ski mask, like G'd up. Like that's the feeling you get with a song, which is like a feeling you got from G Unit music with the mixtape era when they was putting on mixtapes and like you know, this the same feeling you got listening to certain songs on um, Get Richard Die Trying. You. And I felt like it carried on that same energy. Because uh, this, this was recorded after, um, uh, 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 what is it called? "Killer to Die Trying. Yeah. So a lot of these joints was like still carrying that same energy from that album. Um, you hear me say it a few times. I actually really like Young Buck. Um, uh, I think that he got a bad rap for all of the
1: <sighs> stupid <laughs> stuff that
0: transpired with G-Unit. Yeah. Um, I know Banks was everybody's favorite for the most part, like the rappers, rappers guy, but I thought Buck was like, to be a Southern guy, he really held his own with two New York guys okay. often, especially somebody like Banks who, bar for bar, is probably the oh, best wow. punchline rapper arguably ever in um, 50. yeah, he, he was on every hook for the whole album. Um, yeah, I really like G-Duck. It's a great record. It, it gives you that G-Unit feel, that New York feel. It's like a Tim's. It's like hoodie and Tim weather song. <laughs> I can picture like the raining, like somebody would do like a robbery. With his stuff playing in the background. Like,
4: why'd you have to say in the record, man? Why'd you have to say robbed in the rain though? That sounded so sad. <laughs> like you, the you keyboards.
0: Already, you said listen to that keyboard. It felt like it's Bro- raining.
4: So as a kid, that was actually the thing that brought me into this song because like. The beat is very simple, but that keyboard, that, that keyboard though, I didn't, I had a feeling that it was Scott Starch that was actually playing the keyboards because at first I was like, shit, is this a sample? But as soon as I actually read the credits now, I didn't know this as a kid. I was just like, yo, this shit is hard. But I didn't say that as a kid, yo, this shit is hard. I was like, yo, this is cool. But uh, <laughs> um, but now growing up and actually seeing that Scott, Scott Starch was a part of it and to visualize him now because now most of the time you see him with you know the beat maker in the studio, usually with a motherfucking keyboard. But at the time, you know, you didn't really know who this guy was. You didn't really start seeing Scott Starch's face until technically uh make it rain when he started showing up and when he showed up in the video. But like to go back to this song, like this this shit, this shit was so hard. It was so it was so gangster and so raw. And what I liked about the production was that. Not only were the keys good, but when they nudged into the next part of the courts, before they get back into the key parts, that da, 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 da,
2: da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> The things I've seen and the shit I've been through, made my heart turn cold. I stay cheated up, I'm a gangster,
3: you find out for sure. If you better step on my toes. I stay cheated up when I'm hanging out the window with that AK film. Yeah, Little nigga, I done paved the way Y'all should thank him But if you think otherwise Bring your boy over here So I can spank him I put an end to your career, bitch Before you speak on 50 Buy 40 in a spare clinch These niggas gassed up too used to rap, like I won't give her more blood clots than super cat. Niggas a snatcher, I'm like a bat catcher. I give a sign and then throw something at Ground here, niggas die off hydro. And even when it ain't fourth of July, it sound like Pyro. You smart enough to creep and lay your dumb brains down. The pound and spin you around like the young James Brown. Yeah, I know I'm hot, but hey, hey. I'm icy, two rocks that hit you from a block away, like a beat from Dr. Trey.
4: We're taking over like that shit was hard, and I was like, okay. So it got like a different type of vibe, like much more, um, much more like you're out in it. Even though you're, this is like that that New York type of vibe. It also kind of takes you to like the, the 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 rock side in some way, and that fucks with that. I mean, like instead of it being hip hop, it it takes you to a rock type of effect. Also, you can see that outside of it just being, you know, you know, beat makers kind of shit. You can also hear the, the the musical element added to it, and that's why I like the g up. Aside from all the gangster shit that all three of them, was, you know, you know, were able to say throughout the project, well, the song,
0: you know what I mean. The the beat is crazy, so good. Uh, the 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 way um the way that uh Dr. Dre and um like Dre was always really good with like using Scott Storch for the right stuff, and yeah. uh. I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but he did a lot of stuff with Dre. He was all over like the Chronic. He was over a lot of Eminem stuff. Mike Elizondo. Um, mm-hmm. If you look him up, man, like if you look at like most like the Chronic, he was involved on that. I don't know why. They think be fell out, so he do not work that much no more. But he was like, did a lot of guitar work and production work for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, a G, like G'd Up is to me, when I think of G Unit, I think of songs like this. G. Yeah. a couple of other ones but this is one of the ones. Yeah. Uh so what you got?
4: My song is want to get to know you. I don't even need to pull that shit now. That's the that's Dude. the first one out the block. Yeah. Yeah, first things first. Um that Marvin Gaye sample. My god. Oh, Lord is so good.
3: to know all- Time to time I gotta ignore In order to let her know that we friends and nothing more She loves it when I'm in town Hate it when I'm not around I get her and wear it down Next door neighbors hear the sound Pictures hitting the ground Just enough to hold her down I'm sticking and moving Cruising after the third round. third round Just lay back baby And let me drive you crazy I can make a 40 year old Feel like a young lady I admit I fell in love with a frame And to make her feel special I let her call me by my government name Her panties wet over fame Fell in love with my chain I wonder if I wasn't the entertainer would she remain? She remain Surrounding the, me, hounding me, trying to be my homeb. I'm not
4: your boyfriend, I'm your homemade. I get, I I day. Day. When I was a kid, that was the first, that was the second song I heard. The first song I heard was stunt <clears throat> excuse me. My throat is dry. Uh, stunt one on one. I might need more wine. It was stunt one on one. And I was like, "All right, this is pretty cool, you know." Of course, it's the shine raps, but when I heard "Want to Get to Know You," like as a kid, I already had a crush on this girl, and like this song, and it was already like the winter and shit around Valentine's Day, and this was around the time that it dropped, and it dropped late at night on this radio, this radio show called The After Party, on I think it was either ninety five point five or ninety three point nine. That and I woke up one late as night to like go to the bathroom. I just heard this shit on the radio. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it it was on Beg for Mercy. And like the video for it was hard. Like I like the fact that Joe was also able to kind of build his own kind of swagger off of the, the, the beat as well. So like you hear him doing the chorus, I wanna get to know you. Kind of like the Marvin Gaye song. So he tried to give off that vibe, but then he gives it that modern touch by adding his vocals throughout the entire song too. Like, it's not just like the chorus, you know, when he's killing it, like he's able to go through the different verses and be able to add those vocals to add that extra element with the verses that are provided by the entire G unit side. I also like Young Young Bucks, uh, Lloyd Banks' verse because he was able to tell a story about how, you know, there's this girl that is across the country that he loves to go to so he can, you know, you know, get it in. But then at the same time she wants to be more than just friends and he wants to stay you know he wants to stay you know you just want to be in that life you feel me and i i like the fact that he was able to kind of um really flow off of this beat and it was just like a a, 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 a observation that like lloyd banks was actually good at like love songs because every time i heard like don't get me wrong he had bars for days and I think that in some ways he can actually match up to Fifty Cent. I think if he was marketed correctly, he could have been his own solo artist if he could kind of blend in with the times. But I just think the like fact that G Unit kind of fell out in some way, especially with Game moving away, it just kind of
0: things. Just Wait, who are you talking right.
4: about? What? Uh, want to get to one on you?
0: No, you said who? You said the person could have had a career like Fifty Cent.
4: I'm mean, not. Nah, I'm not saying. No, nah, I say. I said bar for bar, Lloyd Banks can match up. Oh. 50 cent.
0: Oh, I did not Banks say way better. A
4: career. Like it's way yeah.
0: better than fifty.
4: Yes, yes, I would say that. I would say I could say that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like the way that, oh go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say like the way that throughout this entire album, the way that he like lines up his bars and like he's able to kind of give you moment to moment images through his lyrics. I always fucked with that, especially on my buddy. But to bring it back to this song. Like I like the way that he was able to kind of like not only go off of the beat with a different type of flow and a rhyme pattern, but then he's also able to give you like some really smooth lyrics because like I think 50 and young buck was a little bit more slated to just fucking. And I was just like, that's cool. But at the same time Lloyd banks was able to kind of bring it to a more grown and sexy vibe. I can make a 40 year old feel like a young lady. Like, like that shit was hard. And then, to add the Joe part of it, Joe's influence on that song, when he did say that shit, and then Joe added his vocals, and then like that shit just gave it a whole different vibe. And like, I just like the way that like this 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 song was crafted. And I'm pretty sure they had a fun ass time in here. I'm pretty sure there was some women in here jamming to this
0: joint. So yeah, this was
4: yeah, this was good back in the day. This joint is still good now. I still got this show on my playlist.
0: What I um what I liked about it was a couple of things. Um the hook was phenomenal. The yes. the sample, like you said, was like perfectly done. Um I think you're I you're on very own point about like Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks is always better at making these songs than Buck. And in my opinion, in 50. outside of 21 questions, I don't think mm. he was good at making these like R and B rap songs like Lloyd Lloyd Banks is really good, like Smile mm. on here. Um, uh, yes. he had a couple of joints on his album like the name I can't think about it. But rotten that was the album. one he had on his album.
4: The um, oh my god, man, I it's going to
0: kill it. me too. I
4: thought he put a smile on his album.
0: Nah, I don't think so.
4: I, I think he had a couple.
0: He had a couple joints just like this where it was like a sing song that he was. I know
4: on album he he definitely had a love song on that joint. But I thought he moved karma smile over to his album. Karma, karma.
0: Yeah, that's what I saw. That's what I'm talking about. But like. Fifty Cent, or like, anyway, um, that's all true. I agree with all of that. I think one thing that I want to highlight is Red Spider made this beat and yes. flipped the sample. Yes. Red Spider was the person. If you remember, remember the old the realest niggas with Biggie and Fifty Cent, that was like a mixtape classic. Yes. He was making songs like that, and the fact that he was able to go from making songs like that to a heavy R and B sample base was like really creative. Yeah, and um, I wonder what happened to him because that is really cool. Like, he even made um, you're not like me on 50 cents, uh, like early stuff. You're not like me, that I think it was on like early mixtape stuff. He made a yeah. lot of 50 cent mixtape stuff where spider and like his freestyle with, stuff.
4: Was that the one with him like pointing the gun at the... Because like, he sampled this really like this. When I was like kind of going over the songs again for before this interview, like he had mm-hmm. this really good. Like this really good ass beat on one of his old mixtapes that sampled this dope ass song. I forgot the name of the title, so don't quote me on that. But yeah, like, if if that was Red Spider, I I might have to look into more of his stuff because I've always yeah. known this this was Red Spider. But like when I started looking at his tracklist, a lot of the songs that he produced after this, I kind of I kind of moved away from. Now I might have stumbled across some shit, but you know you know me, I'm not going names and shit. So-
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. yeah so uh, I think it was, it was a perfect single I'm happy they picked this single yes. this is like this remember this is like back in early 2000s when they had big budgets and you can put like think about it Stump 101 came out in 20, 2003 that's their first single a month before the album release Want to Get to Know You came out in January of 04 perfect timing you see what I'm saying perfect like, timing that's three months after the initial release. And then Smile came out in April, four months later. Yep. Yep. And I, I think like getting big too. The industry has changed. They don't do that no more. They would have put out three projects by then, between that yeah. time span. So now it's just like the time, the energy is like, you can now tour off on out of my disc for almost two years. Yep. Um, and I'm going to talk more about the timeline later because it really goes into like G units. Rain on hip hop that they had for those two three years. Yeah. Um, great single, great sample. Um, I think Joe made a lot of sense. Joe made great music okay. with G Unit. Did he make another song with uh, Louis Banks? He might have been I on th- Karma. I think so.
1: I, th- I the think the only so. song they
0: made together. But yeah, just mm. uh, great, great song. Uh, Joe made.
4: Yeah, he made more than one hip hop song with. Like he be working with art, hip hop artists. I fuck with that. Cause I and like give we gotta give Joe his credit as a fucking R and B artist as well. Cause I feel like sometimes we we hear the classics, but as an artist, we don't give him his respect. So we gotta get that nigga his numbers too. Cause yeah, he he be making some good jams, like some good slow jams, some iconic slow jams, and And also the way that he's tweaked. He been putting out work since
0: '93, right. That's crazy. Right. Um, my next joint. Um I'm trying to pick the right one. Okay. Uh whew, this is tough. Collapse. Do hmm. a freestyle. Really? Um, yeah. Really? Because it's just bars. Um, this was also one of that mixtape joints. Okay um and just like on get rich die trying 50 cent put on some of his mixtape records on mm-hmm. that big record um i don't know if they did that to like boost up sales get people excited about it or maybe oh, like cool. turn old fans on like new fans on his old work um but i think it worked out for this
1: because
0: yeah. i think um that kind of posse cut was kind of missing from this like their rapid bar-related street freestyle that you wanted from G-Unit that they actually made. Again, not famous, but they made, they got themselves popular off doing stuff like that. Um, Because you look at their early mixtape joint, all they did was take beats and just rap over it and talk hella shit about other people on there. Um, They did the Collapse Beat, which was a freestyle go-to for a good two or three years back when Eminem was actually rapping really good. People wanted to rap over his stuff. Um, it was an Eminem produced beat. Um, yeah, and I think Tony Ayo was on that song. Maybe that's why I put it on, because J.O. was on it. Maybe he put it on it because J.O. was on that joint, even though he's an awful rapper. Um, sorry, you I gotta be honest with you, Tony Ayo could not rap. <laughs> he got on simply because his friends was rapping. Yeah, fact, yeah, Yo, but yeah Yo wasn't on there. It was just I could have swore Yeah Yo was on me. I'm thinking about another record.
4: I don't know if he was on the collabs. I'm I, I'll let you can finish. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Continue.
0: I'm happy he wasn't on most of this album. Oh. I don't support people going to jail, but him not him being in jail allowed him to not ruin some good songs.
4: He was a legendary nigga that got out of jail and was able to get, you know, get supported through his homie. That that that's the story. That's the story, Tony. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yo, like he held me down in the streets and he was a, a a good rapper, you know, in some ways. And then like as soon as he got out, he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna give him a deal. Yeah, yeah. But man, like other than that, John, uh, other than this shit, and uh what's that shit? Uh, Damn, what's the what's the song that he made? The single, the one single so that he got big off.
0: Of. So seductive.
4: Yes, yes, like because that is definitely a club. That that's a club hit, and it's still a club hit because I've heard it in different places. Surprisingly. man. That was a
0: Fifty Cent song when that whole hook was, 50, was. Fifty Cent back on that yeah. gangster shit. like, I'm trying to move my bricks. So, man, that was a 50 Cent song and he just gave it to Yale, which I know. fine. That's what it you should have <laughs> done. That's what it is. is which, what about you? How do you feel about Collapse? If you didn't like it? I mean, it's a short song. It's just 50 okay. Cent rapping. It's just literally his old raps. So I just like that's, the way to, to feel of like
4: it. I completely agree. Like, that's, that's how I feel. Like, as a kid, when I first heard this, I was like, all right, this is good. Like, what I did like about this song is that it was able to kind of give the album more of a mixtape kind of vibe. Cause even as even, even as I was listening to a, this as a bootleg, there were certain things that I thought was present because it was a bootleg. But then mm-hmm. when I went back to through this album and started listening to it again and it started to have those same things, I was like, oh, this is this is dope. And like you kind of see that, like even though 50 is has moved on and become a global star. You can kind of still see the, the 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 mixtape kind of aesthetic that he supplied to this project. Um, I didn't I didn't really listen like even when Collapse was originally done by like Eminem, it was good, but it was something that got me hyped for like games and shit like that. And then after that, I was like, all right, cool. I don't need this. I don't need this shit when I'm just kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Or if I'm just chilling, it wasn't that song for me. Um, going back to it now. Um, I fucking hate this song, not because of uh, 50 and in in his bars, but this beat, because this beat has been played multiple times for the fucking Call of Duty. And oh, my God, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. So, like, I think I, it's not it's not necessarily 50 Cent's fault that I, I don't like this song because he actually did a really good job. The problem is I've overheard this song multiple times. And every time I hear an Eminem song, I just hear "Skibidi bee, Skibidi boo, Skibidi boo, everybody in 313. I just, oh, no, I just can't do it. <laughs> but I, I do I definitely respect Eminem and his production capabilities throughout this project. Uh Collapse just wasn't the one that was like really hitting it for me.
0: I mean, I feel that. I mean, I don't. I don't play Call of Duty, so I probably didn't hear the beat nearly as oh much as you.
4: It um, was the commercial, bro. It was. Oh my god, they they for Call of. I think it was Modern Warfare two. They played this all the time in college, and I got so tired of the song, and I was just like, "Bro, I can't do it." So like coming back to it, I was just like, "Bro, I'm skipping this shit." <laughs> like I listened to it, and I was like, "All right, I, I went through it. I did my job. Fuck this shit." <laughs> <I'm not gonna
0: laughs> No, I feel that if I heard it that much, I would hate it too. I don't hear it as much, but so it yeah. gave me back those old 50 Cent freestyle vibes. But that what you said mm. makes a lot of sense, though. Mm. Uh That's my second one. What you got?
4: Uh, my second one is told on, gotta go to the handy dandy notebook, like I'm um, motherfucking Steve out of Blue's Clues. It is G. Oh, you took G up. Oh, so we're gonna go with smile.
0: Ooh, I'ma go over all the R&B joints.
4: Hey man, to be honest, man, one thing I do appreciate is the fact that Lloyd Banks. Now, actually, at the time, Lloyd Banks was my favorite artist. Uh, at, coming out of G Unit, like 50 Cent had some really good music, and I was listening to a lot of 50, um, on the side because my dad was really trying to like keep me in jazz and R&B and shit. I was like, nah, fuck that. We getting into this gangster shit. Um, but like I always respected Lloyd Banks because he found the right way to get me interacted in the love songs that he made. Um, Now, and then also specifically for this beat, it's produced by No ID, which I was like, oh shit, for real? That, I don't know what it's sampled by, but man, that that beat is so cold. And when I first heard it, it was actually on one of the mixtapes that I bought from. It wasn't even on the G-Unit Project. I just heard it on a random mixtape that just had random stuff. It was like one of those DJ mixtapes. But man, when I heard that shit, I was like, bro, this, this is it. So Smile is actually sampled by M-I- I Too Am Wanting by Sarita. Um, that's the original sample for it. Now I'm more interested in seeing how you know what the original song is like. But of course, Lloyd Banks and um 50 Cent, they come together to make a really good love song with no ID producing and shit. And um, I just like the way that like Lloyd Banks kind of like, like once again, traversing the beat, being able to kind of like tell this girl like some, some very um, affectionate things, you know, in order to have her vulnerable <laughs> in more than one way. Not just the way that, you know, most of y'all thinking, but, you know, in more than one way. And I also like the fact that he kind of like, um, oh God. <laughs> i'm looking at some of these jumps. i'm just like oh this some of these lyrics don't really like kind of move on through history well but you know you know it's it's a good love song yeah i'll just keep
0: it i'll keep it at that <laughs> uh no id made the song made the beat mm-hmm. so it's really cool
2: mm-hmm.
0: Um no ideas legendary um Lloyd Banks is really talented at his ability to make songs like this, the R&B, hook singing, rap, like the L.O. Cool J-esque rap songs. Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder like, how big he would have been had it not been for, I don't know, his 50 Cent's ego or his unwillingness to participate with like some of the beef stuff and he just wanted to make music and chill or you know, he's known as like the PLK, the Punchline King, mm-hmm. stuff like that. He was also really good at making these particular, I guess you say he defined the cheese, like, the, like the, the woman, the lady R&B song, rap songs. Mm-hmm. Like the song does mainly for like women, but like dudes can also say, hey, I like this song too. Um, he had a bunch of these. Um, he's known for making these. Um, I think he kind of strayed away in later years and he just went for more like bar heavy. Um, And with the way music is now, I wonder how successful he would have been had he stuck with that um, and had all the other stuff not mess with it. Because Smile is a really great record, Um, and um, it opened up Fifty Lloyd Banks' abilities like another crowd, and it's probably what led to his own debut album being so successful because he had songs like Smile, like. People saw it. it was a single, so this is like a Lloyd Banks record. Like this was a single, like it's 50 cents on Lloyd Banks, like it was a single, so yeah. Um it was a that's a great song, man. It's a song that people play for a while. Yeah. Um and yeah. I wish he stuck with it, see what would happen.
4: Yeah, I, I that's one thing I kind of it's sad to see. It would be really cool to see like Lloyd Banks like work with someone like Roselda, like being able to last long enough to work with like a Griselda to see how he's able to bounce off beats. Cause I think this this new renaissance of like New York hip hop when it comes to like Griselda and like that sound, I think as we continue, you're gonna see more artists kind of who more artists in the lane of like the 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 Eastern like old 90s New York culture. They're gonna start merging into that. And it'll be cool to see somebody like Lloyd Banks who's really good at mastering punchlines be able to maneuver over those beats. But I do think at this time he was really like what made me fuck with him at first was the fact that he was able to kind of ride off a love song pretty well. And it's very hard to do because, of course, as a rapper, you know, what I'm saying you're supposed to come up with that hard shit, especially in the 90s, in the, you know, the 90s, and the 2000s. And with G-Unit specifically, because G-Unit is not like, like 50 Cent had a fucking bulletproof vest all the fucking time. At first, outside of his music. People knew him for being the guy that got shot nine times. So it's like the fact that Lloyd Banks could kind of add that soft and affectionate side to G Unit when they needed to, especially through this entire album. It's just this, this, this was the shit, man. This was, this was the song. And like it was, it was the one that made me feel like Lloyd Banks could have his own palette. Now, as an artist, I wouldn't, I don't know if he would be as like big as 50 Cent. But I do think that he'll be able to have his own audience, even, even to this day if he continued and was able to find a sound. I wouldn't say, like, he, you know, if he just did his own shit, everything would happen, you know, well. But I, I would say that he had enough to kind of make his own right and kind of move off. I think the fact that he was with G.U. was so long kind of made him seem like he was riding his coattails, and I don't think he needed to
0: man that's on point. Um Thank you. and it sucks because Lloyd Banks was very talented. Mm-hmm. Um my turn, my turn. I was trying to fan right one. Uh so if my third song is gonna be Stunt 101.
4: Okay. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. Stunt
0: 101. Uh I remember this record the record video was so the, the the record video. The, the video was crazy. Um I remember they was like was, wasn't brandy in the video yes
1: yeah. yes she was. It was
0: like she was like selling the car and then they stole the car and like the bentley and it was driving through yep i remember that like on this is before youtube so it had to be like on mtv or something yep uh, <laughs> i just remember i just i just remember uh young book verse man that verse was like crazy crazy Man, the is so icy, you don't have to like me
1: And a back jersey with the throwback Nike I know you probably see me with cash money From back in the days The only thing changes The numbers on the range I bought me a old school and blew out the brains The rock, the mic tour, I threw off my chain My spree well spinning, man, I'm doing my thing And what in that trouble now It's you in the game Come on now, we all know gold is getting old The ice in my teeth keep the crystal cold G-Unit, homie, acting like y'all don't know Look, I can't even walk the mall no more. I just pull up, get out, and get all the hold. They never seen dogs set up on a car before. Don't be mad at me, dog, it's all I
0: know is how to show these pages how it's supposed go. It was the man, that was a fun record, man. Yeah. I, I wanted to get some G in the sneakers after saying that video. Yo, yo, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. The the sneakers was all in the video. So um, funny
4: thing, funny fucking thing. My sister, Jasmine got all the fly kicks that I wanted as a kid. Like I always, my dad fucked around and gave me, like he went, he shopped at k Nigga always gave me like fucking KG boots and shit. Like, I mean, no, not KG boots. This nigga gave me FUBU boots. And this was seventh grade when I started realizing, oh shit, like this ain't really it. Like this nigga gave me FUBU boots, had me out here looking like I was 40 in 2002 and shit. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like my sister, She had LeBron's. She also had the G units. And she had, like, the black top with the the white mid and the gray bottoms. Them shits were always hard. And I fucking envied her for it because I was like, bro, I would want some G units. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that shit no more. But (laughs) at the time when them Jones dropped, them and the S. Carters, like, yo, this shit was crazy. I managed to get the S. Carters when the shit was dying down, though.
0: I never got at the S-Dots. They was too grown up for me. I did like them though, but I feel like as a kid, I didn't qualify because I wasn't wearing button-ups yet. But them do you the sneakers though?
4: Nah, nah, man. I had the basketball I never ass. had them.
0: Oh yeah, I remember the basketball S-Dots.
4: Yeah, you remember um, the commercials
0: too? Yeah, that was tough. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Stunt 101 is a fun record, man. Um, uh, The beat is like, I don't know, it's, it's fun. Uh, I don't know what the hell they sample for that shit. I'm not gonna sit here and lie like I do know. Um, we we'll find out together. <laughs> man, it's honestly, it's just a braggadocious stunt. I'm feeling good. I just got paid on a Friday. I'm gonna yep. go ball out, do some wild shit, hang out with my family, do some shit, chill, kick it, go buy some new shit. And yep. I think, my nigga, it's okay to say you like records like that shit. Yep. Yep. Um, and bis- Lloyd <laughs> Banks had this one. I remember this so much. He had this um, one bar that I also thought was super like clever. Um, what did he say? Figure out what I can't remember. What, I can't remember what bar it was. Maybe I'm tripping on what verse. Maybe I'm tripping on the right song. Yeah. But um, I just remember the video. I remember being a kid and seeing that shit and being like, damn, I need to stunt, but I ain't have shit to stunt. You know what it reminds me of? It gives me the vibe of a New York version of bling-bling. Really? Yeah, okay. that's the vibe I got. Because it was, the, was, it was the Bentleys, run. it was the rims, it was they yeah. were shining, you know what I'm saying? It gave me that bling-bling feel, but in a New York way.
4: I would say Fast and the Furious, mm. or the modern Gone in 60 Seconds. It gave me that vibe, especially the, due to the fact that 50 sold a fucking car. <laughs> like, and like when he was like, when he like drove, like drove out of that shit, I was like, oh, and this was around the time that the, the, the remake of Gone in 60 Seconds was actually like out there as well. But to go back to, you know, what you were saying, like this, this song is definitely the stunning kind of song. I like I saw the video as a kid before I actually listened to the song. So, like, I kept hearing, like, the beat and the instrumentals. I was like, all right, all right, this shit was pretty cool because they had that motherfucker on loop. And, by the way, you are absolutely right. That shit was on MTV. I, I think it was MTV2 because, at the time, the box went out around either 2001 or 2002, around the early millennium. But, um, yeah, it was on uh to make a video. And, like, yeah, like like, I, w- I saw the video and, like, how they were making it. And this was actually one of the um, one of the first kind of, like, hints of me wanting to get into television, which is super dope. But, like, everything was just perfectly crafted throughout this entire song. And um, it was so essential to G-Unit because it's, it had those braggadocious vibes. It showcased all three artists' um, potential. When it came to them lyrically, like you say young buck killed that shit. Like, like even though Lloyd Banks is the best rapper out of G unit bar for bar, like young buck came hard in that shit and he came hard being himself. You know what I'm saying? And like, for somebody who was a Southern rapper, I will say 20, uh, 2003 was a time where like the, 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 the expansion was beginning to happen when it came to rappers in the South, but he was affiliated with a New Yorker. so he had to come hard and still be himself still have that confidence within himself and like you said despite what happened after G-Unit like I think people kind of forget about the songs and the verses that Young Buck was able to supply when he was completely fucking in the zone
0: yeah um you nailed that shit right on the head man um Thank you. <laughs> I ain't got shit else to add to it. Damn.
4: shout about man. the young
0: buck, though. I'm going to talk about him some more.
4: Let's go. Uh, what's,
0: what's, what's your next one? What's my third? What's your third one?
4: My third one is going to be My,
0: <laughs> my Buddy. My Buddy.
4: Wherever I go, he goes. <laughs> my Buddy. <laughs> my Buddy. <laughs> I love that song, man. Um really dope Scarface sample um, the way that they used uh, the final scene of Scarface of course a legendary moment uh, in the film uh, I like the way that they changed uh, such a dark and grim song about firearms into a fucking 50s fifties aesthetic tune Like, <laughs> but just very grim and dark my buddy mm-hmm. my buddy Wherever I go, he go, my buddy. Like, Finney is really good at mastering hooks. I do give that man respect. Even though he trolls all the fucking time, and he's also a Trump supporter, which gives me a fucking headache. I will say, when it comes to him making hooks and supplying really good songs, he definitely does that. And he did it in this one. Also, another reason that I like this song is because of Lloyd Banks' verse. Once again, Bar for bar, Lloyd Banks is the best rapper possibly in G-Unit. Argue with us. I don't give a fuck. Come
2: on the show. No, say hello to my little friend Everywhere I
3: go I gotta tag along Cause my buzz getting strong and they mad I'm all And he ride with me when I pass them all they wait for me on the bench when I run the game of basketball One's to make a bastard fall, gasp and crawl You need a bulletproof vest, mask and all Bring your buddy when it's time to roam Cause I got hit the last time I left mine at home My hand blink full of platinum The shine is chrome He even got closet space inside my home He ain't never been broke, he glitchless And so reliable I Bought him a rubber coat for Christmas. Infrared beam and a scope for distance. The best company when approaching business. He ride with me to the end. We all got a friend. And mine is a G-U-N. My buddy, my buddy. Wherever I go, he
2: go. My buddy, my buddy. You can run for your life when I stick him out the window. My buddy, my buddy. Your ass out when...
0: That verse, it comes off like it's a battle. Like when he's battling someone, Why? yo.
4: What? That's some New York shit. That's some New York ass shit for your ass, man. Goddamn shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to break out the fucking tims and the fucking New York hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, dog. That Lloyd, man.
0: Get, that look, Lloyd Banks verse is crazy.
4: Banks.
0: crazy. 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 What? Crazy. He had the best. Yo, he the reason I like this song. 57 verse yes. is cool. Young Buck versus is cool, but... Uh, Lloyd Banks verse is crazy.
4: Crazy. He killed that shit. I was like, yeah, he got it. He got it. He got it.
0: Where does this rank amongst the other creative songs that rappers have done about their gun? So do you know the other ones? No. It's So Is is Nas, I Gave You Power, uh-huh. and it's Tupac, Me and My Girlfriend, and both of them are rapping about uh, there, a gun is a person. So in Nas, he's telling a story as if, I, telling the story is as if I am the gun. So the story, the whole song is about um, the, a gun rapping, like how I'm tired of being a gun, I'm tired of you shooting using me to kill people. And then on Tupac's, me and my girlfriend, is as if it's like a, a Bonnie and Clyde, but Bonnie is the gun. So he's riding with his gun. It was very creative. And oh. it's, it's, this is comparable to those two. The only reason why I don't think this is better than either one of those is simply because the other two verses aren't as strong as Lloyd Banks' verses. Agreed. That's the only reason that I say it. they're not good. The other two are really good. I think Nas messed up. I gave you power. By being obvious and telling you what it is about like the first verse, you figure out it's a gun. But the first couple words, first couple bars, you kind of messed it up. If you didn't do that and made it more ominous, it would have been dope. But yeah. all that being said, uh, creative song. I'm happy they got, they got in their creative bag and get this stuff a little differently. Um, yeah, great pick, man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, shit, my turn. Um, this is number four. <laughs> Footprints. Oh, Bookprints. really? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I'm about to go for Young Boy, Young Buck uh, fanboy on this one. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. This is, go, um, ahead, go ahead. I like that 50 Cent with this album. He was adamant about being on all the hooks. But, <sighs> But he was even on people people's records. He would say, I'm going to do the hook and the verse is yours. So he didn't rap on Smile. He just did the hook. Yeah. He didn't do a verse on Footprints. He just did the hook. Which I appreciate it because then it gives you time as a listener to become a fan of the, of the actual artist and yeah. not just be a fan of 50 Cent.
1: Yeah.
0: um, I like this song for several reasons. It's when... um Young Buck, I think, I can't remember any but he was like my favorite rapper growing up was Tupac. He always wanted to be like pop. And this is one of the songs where I've started like Young Buck more because mm-hmm. it was a little bit more in-depth. And if you listen to like his album, he has songs like Walk With Me, some other, some other joints where you get a little bit more personal. And I like mm-hmm. songs like that where you like, you know, go into some of your storytelling. Like I guess like the first verse he's like. You never
1: know when death's coming, all you hear is gunshots. The
0: kids get the running, old
1: ladies get off the block. In the pops in the truck, music comes to a stop. Niggas get on the floor, but they front doors locked The windows and sirens, the only thing on the streets. People act like they don't know who did it, but they know it's me. Every day's a death threat. But I ain't dead yet. So I gon' put a hole in a nigga from the next set. Don't know where I slept at. Just know when my check it's the first of the month my bitch ain't got a check yet Julie left me in california I don't respect that i love you too much to beef so i'm accept that but i'm gonna just step back and focus on buck how to ride in y'all i'm about to buy my own truck got to try my own luck get rich or die trying until i'm gone lord know my mind my nigga
0: first it was two sets of footprints the sand and he was just in that verse, talking about juvenile, talking about Nashville and the stuff you see as a kid, talking about how juvenile, he felt like juvenile deserted him. Um, and then he talks about, like, on that, again, on the first verse, um, you know, he mentions gibberish die trying and how him coming a part of G-Unit was a, a way for, I don't know, God um, giving him a chance. And then it goes into the hook where 50 right like, quoting that famous... Um, Picture or whatever the proverb about how you know God God was carrying you you didn't know it and then it gets to Young Buck's next verse again a little bit more a little bit more personal a little bit more in depth and I think similar to what Smile is for Louis Banks and how it showed that his ability to make those records redeem as like R and B rap record this was um, us as a listener seeing what Young Buck Young Buck brought to the table outside of the braggadoches, shooting niggas, selling dope, Stop a nigga. I'm balling and I got money. This is when he, but if you listen to his albums, he always had songs like the street conscious, introspective, whatever you want to call it. Um, And that's why I've always been a fan of Buck because he makes, cause I feel like Southern rappers, there's all like some duality of, yes, I'm country and I got this to me. Like, you know, you get, you know. We was gonna do um, Goody Mob, and on that album, there's different records showcasing different aspects of them. And Outkast did that, and UGK have you know one day you hear, next day I'm gone type records, where it's like you know different things. I'm I'm running from death, my 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 shit's catching up to me, shit like that. And I feel like you know Young Buck was carrying that same thing, but his his ability to uh, rap in a way that appealed to a broader audience, but still bring some of that southern. truthfulness to his music mm. um, was refreshing to hear on this album. And this is one of my songs. And this is one of the songs that really made me, when I listened to this back then, I was like, damn, I actually like Young Buck and that was to his album and I was actually a legit fan. So, yeah, this is, this is my shit.
4: Yeah, I would definitely say Young Buck needs to get his own, like, respect as well. I mean, that's that's very simple when it comes to that. But, like, I would say that he brings another element to Southern music that wasn't brought to at the time. Um, his sound was different. It was different compared to OutKast. It was different compared to, of course, 36 Mafia. It was different to even A ball and MJG, especially at the time. But he had his own vibe, and he was definitely able to rock out with it. And I think the fact that he was with G-Unit, the, the raw shit that he was able to supply was also matchable with the, 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 the more softer storytelling that he was able to do. Um, it's it's kind of like Isaiah Rashad. Cause you see that, like he got the Southern shit in him, but then he's also able to supply a whole nother side that you not even ready for. And that's something that young buck did at his time, which is crazy because they're both from Tennessee, but, he did it in his own way, completely different from Isaiah Rashad. And I feel like most of the time when we think of Young, but we always think about the, the, the headlines that he's known for. But like, let's not be, let's let's be very, very real. He had some hits, especially that Get In My Ride Zone. That shit was hard. I had to DJ that. That was actually one of the songs my mentor chose. Shout out to you, Nicki Mayo. Um, but yeah, man, like, like I, I would say this when it came to the this, this song specifically off of the album it didn't hit me as hard i do like the sample which is walk with me sampled by martha bass but when it came to mm-hmm. young bucks legacy he's definitely an artist that supplied contributed something to the, to the culture and i do feel like even though he he he's known more for the transgressions of his future at the time, that motherfucker had hits. He had hits on deck. On deck. And they were all his. And when I mean his, I mean his personality. They were all over the song. You knew that this was going to be a young girl. Shawty want to ride we with me? Get low. Hop into the chef Don't, don't want to ride with me. Ride Let with your him. head down. Bounce in this moment.
0: Get bumped, hey. your Come oh, on, bro, yo, man! The what's fuck? crazy, crazy? Yeah. Let, Let me you. in. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, that's my shit, yo.
4: Yo, what? respect, man. He has some prices hit,
0: on bro. my head. Welcome to the South, Stomp.
4: Yes, bro, bro. Remember the beef? Okay, listen, listen. We're gonna we're gonna get off motherfucking topic real quick. You remember the beef on Stomp?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ti, yes yes stay off the t-i-p if, of my exactly
4: dirt. if it wasn't for t if it wasn't for young buck we wouldn't have had that piece of fu- oh hold on, i'm fucking up we wouldn't have had that piece of history <laughs> we would have not had that motherfucking piece of history and i appreciate young buck for that shit because the song was already hard the song would like you heard the song in a snippet and you're like what the fuck was that and then when you heard the song you're like all right this shit is hard and then you go back into uh, uh uh you go back into the remix and then you hear that beef and how that shit played out. That shit is documented. That is history right there. You know what I'm saying? I guess I gotta yeah. be that nigga on the side of like, that's history, nigga. Like, but now I will be that nigga. That shit is history. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, he gets it. He, uh, that's why I like it. I, I like it for all of that. Um, yeah, I like it for
4: all of that. What's uh what's your next what's this is my this your fourth one? I'm so hood, I can't mm. help it. I'm so hood, I can't help it. Love me for being me because I can't change it, I can't rearrange it, I am what I am as a kid. This song was hard. As a grown ass man, this song is hard. Um, I remember specifically playing Fallout while I was listening to this album and um, I happened to blow off the head of somebody that um, took some shit from me and tried (laughs) to kill me in the beginning. This is on fallout, by the way, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a softy in real life. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure we, I hope so on the record. I'm very (laughs) teddy bear, soft, ah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm happy, but on, on fallout, I can be a very savage person. So it was definitely something that I appreciated because uh first off, the beat is set, the, 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 the the beat is actually produced by Eminem and I'm just like holy shit skimmy <laughs> everybody in a 313.
0: <laughs> man, I cannot wait until we come up on an Eminem album. God, oh, I can't no. fucking wait, yo. I listen, oh god, I, I am not a fan of the man. And I want <laughs> to find an Eminem fan and I'm gonna ask them to come on here and be like, yo, please tell me what I'm missing. Like, all right, I don't, all right, all right. the Skibidi D wop is very funny, <laughs> but it's all point because that's what he was doing. And listen, I was talking to somebody and he was like, the reason why you can't have a conversation about Eminem with most Eminem fans, because they're not hip hop fans. They're Eminem fans. <laughs> know, right? So you ask them, what's the last hip hop record you played? They're going to name an Eminem song or Eminem of record. And you're like, bro, you don't even like rap. You just like Eminem. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I I can't sit up here and be like, I, so I listen to a lot of different music. I like Chris Stapleton, is a, a country artist. He yeah. makes some fire country songs. Yeah. I am not a country fan. <laughs> I heard some Chris Stapleton songs. I like them joints. When he puts out another album, I'm gonna listen to it because I like his music. I am not gonna sit here and say Chris Stapleton is the greatest country artist, musician ever. I don't have the acumen okay. to make such a claim. However, yeah. I listen to a lot of rap for years. <laughs> and I see these lists and they always put Eminem up there. And then I'm like, yo, how?
4: Hey, why? Why? What did no, he kidding. do? Let me, let me let me let me let me let me be the people because like my nephew's a
0: fan of Eminem, And I and how so old is you... your nephew? Nigga, how you a fan of Eminem? He was when fan. was he I
4: no, your fan. nephew? How old is he? Okay, so my nephew actually got into Eminem when he was like, fucking,
1: I think he was 10.
4: Like, I was 10. How 20. old? Wait,
0: wait, time yeah. out, time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah what Eminem record did he hear when he was 10? Was Eminem. he like, is he older than you? Yeah,
4: no, 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 he was young. He was young. I was, I was old. I was 20. I was in my 20s. He heard so an I was Eminem record at
0: 10 and became a fan. What are we doing to our kids? <laughs>
4: It's not my fault, by the way, so He just came to the house and just like Eminem, and I was like, "Why you like this nigga?" And he was just like, I, "I I like him. He got these songs." And I was just like, "Man, I ain't messing with that." But granted, I did. Hold on, let me let me tell you, I, I got him hit to tonight in Lunas. so you know what I'm saying. I had to make sure. Great I project. I
0: could... Great project. I love great project.
4: Right? See, you know what I mean? love make sure he, you know, he
0: gets cool. I love tonight. That. I'm gonna play that, one after this, I'm playing that.
4: Yeah, right. Oh, you know, uh, Hustle Mohawk dropped a new project too, right? Nope, didn't know oh, that, but I'm looking bro, up when bro, we done. Bro, listen, you are gonna see a whole bunch of buff ass niggas It's gonna be uncomfortable for a second, but eat up, my nigga, cause that shit is amazing. But back to your point. It's on I, YouTube,
0: or it's like a list, I just wanna listen to that, I don't wanna watch nothing, I just wanna listen
4: It's not, it's not, it's, the cover is weird. So like. Oh, I don't care about
0: that. Okay, cool, but
4: <laughs> when I, I every time, cause I listen to it on Bandcamp, I was trying to pitch a story. But so, like, when I was listening to it on Bandcamp, like, every time I I had to look at my phone, I just saw, I was like, fuck. Oh, (laughs) it was weird. But, yeah, fuck Eminem. I mean, like, I like Eminem. Like, I, I like his album, The Eminem Show. And I also like his crazy shit because he actually scared the shit out of me when I was listening to his older shit. Like, when he was, like, not a star. Like, when he was on some Detroit shit. He has some scary shit, like damn near hardcore shit. And I, I know that he was also on that kind of vibe with the Slim Shady LP too. It is definitely school shooter rap. I wouldn't <laughs> lie about that. It is crazy as fuck. Um, I can't get with it because it gets a little bit too dark. Even with 3-6 Mafia, they had a little bounce to that shit. And like most of the time, they ride. They, you know, they talking about making money. Man, I
0: don't want to hear those. I'm going to kill my mother. Raps, bro.
4: Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit either. But like, <laughs> under the beats of Dr. Dre, sometimes that shit would do it for you.
0: Now, I'm not. I'm not a hater. Uh, uh, the second one, Marshall Mathers LP, was a solid project. He got a lot better. It was still some bullshit on there. Um, the first one was like horrorcore. It had some like the public service announcement shit yeah, like that. Some yeah. Shady but the Marshall matters LP was decent. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it was trash. Had the cuts of RBX and Sticky Fingers. and sticky. By the way, Sticky Fingers washed Eminem on his own record. Don't get oh, credit yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then and he's also good Eminem, Eminem show. <laughs> the Eminem show was a better version of Eminem and stuff like that. Yes. After that, garbage. Garbage.
4: Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agree. D12, garbage. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. But yeah. uh, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. My bad. We completely got off track. Talking about no, I'm so good. Well, uh, right. <laughs> uh, my bad. I got lost track talking about how much I don't like the the props oh, okay. that Eminem Let's gets because <laughs> he gets no. He had he had no whatsoever uh, growth as an artist. His yes. lyrics got and mad. And now you trying
4: to check Kendrick Lamar, nigga? Like don't, don't get me wrong. You got diamond shit
0: and all that bullshit. That's diamond yo. His uh, plaques don't count, in my opinion. <laughs> what? No, bro. Eminem gets no love from me, man. Ugh. God. It don't oh, matter. Shit. Like, the same people that says to talk all that crap about Drake, don't put Eminem in that top five because he sold records. You can't no, say shit about Drake and no. then say shit about, you know what I'm saying? At least Drake no. studies the culture and tries yeah. to, like, does something different. And you can say, like, Drake from 10 years ago has grown from... You can't say Eminem has evolved as an artist. You can say yeah. Drake has in some capacities. No, man. Yeah. What if people are crazy?
4: Drake has great music for women. Drake has great music for women. And I appreciate... Like, at one point, I didn't appreciate that. But now, looking back, I appreciate that. Drake has music for women. Eminem got music for
0: school shooters. And I'm not cool with that. So um <laughs> back to I I'm mean so it, it is what it is. Um, I didn't like this record, and now that I know the Eminem produced it, maybe that's why <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I didn't like the beat. I did not like the beat.
4: I like the um, breakdown. I like I like the flip. Like because like you hear you hear nah, nah, nah. that's Eminem in the motherfucking studio. You know- and I'm like alright this is kind of lame and then you say dun, 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 I'm like oh shit what the fuck is this okay and then when they also had to break down throughout the chorus that shit is also uh, it's also hard as fuck and 50 Cent's for, uh, chorus is also super dope I do fuck with that um, the way that he raps over this beat he does in some way save it <laughs> from, from the from Eminem's contagious keyboard plan, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me clean that up. I don't dislike <laughs> this song. I think Eminem gave him an awful beat uh, <laughs> because with 50 Cent did on here, he did, in my opinion, another version of How to Rob, but instead of like robbing, instead of this story being about robbing rappers, it was about just telling hood stories. I'm so hood. So yeah. they told hood stories throughout the verse. Different people. He made different characters, said different stuff. And I thought that was really cool. It went well with the hook. It was very creative. Another One of the few creative songs on here where they was like taking us out of the box like this and my buddy. I can't think of the other one, but it goes into the sticks out. Where they was like, it's not just going to be me, rap, me rapping about how I shoot niggas and got money or I get all the girls. I'm going like to try to be creative and tell some storytelling. He did a great job of that. This beat sounds like, you know when you watch the Boondocks and they had the, uh, uh, the the rapper on there and he hit his beat to his songs? Yeah. It sounds like those beats when they were trying to make fun of 2000 rap. Go back and listen to the, go back and listen to Booty Butt Cheeks from the Boondocks and then listen to this beat. And you can be like, yo, they was making fun of Eminem.
4: Uh, oh,
1: Booty Butt, thanks. <laughs>
4: All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I will say, I will say this. I I do. When it comes to Eminem's part, I completely agree with you. But those breakdowns are what bring the breakdowns and the hook is what brings me to the song. Now, I did not know that it would be a different intake, a different kind of song related to um, How to Rob. That's what you said, right? Just to make sure, mm-hmm. I ain't trying to fuck these titles up, man. Yeah,
0: but, you're right. Um, you're right. That's the that's the vibe I got from it. Like, okay, that's the story. That's that similar level of storytelling.
4: Yeah, I like the I like the hood story that he, he was able to provide throughout this song in the way that he was able to do it.
0: But that
4: the the, the beat flips and the chorus side of the song is what I fuck with. The fucking <laughs> that, that that I'm just like uh this ain't cool, man. It's just, it's weird. It's, it's weird. But I like it. I i, I like it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to say that shit. It's weird Nuh-uh. as fuck, but hey, man. Like what
0: you like, my guy. The production
4: side of it is like, is odd. It's odd. But I stand with what I say with Eminem, bro. He overrated, bro. <laughs> we stand with that shit. Eminem is overrated. We run the campaign. Yeah.
0: I want to have an Eminem overrated hour, uh, episode. We just talk how he's trash, and I'm gonna bring somebody on as an Eminem fan and someone who thinks how we feel and let them like yo, this nigga is ass. Okay. Uh, skip it to me, skip it. To me. <laughs> Everybody in the 313 push the motherfucking hands up and the they were like, yo, he but he, look at eight mile, yo, he sat down and wrote a battle. Okay. But, but here's, yeah.
4: here's the but here's the crazy thing. If it wasn't for Eminem getting big, we wouldn't have 50 Cent. We wouldn't have had these songs
0: from the U.S. You right. would so no, like, that's true. That's he's true. a
4: part of history, unfortunately, but God damn, man. Like everybody in 313.
0: <laughs> 50 Cent is the only artist who he hit on that he that, that made sense, that worked out mm-hmm. for him. Everybody else that he signed, if I'm not mistaken, failed. Yep. Am I wrong? Let me think. Who else is on Shady record that did well? Let's I mean, look it up. I
4: mean, it right now, technically.
0: They don't... To me, they
4: don't count. I mean, they got their own vibe going on, though. They they yeah. did that before they went to Shady. I think the problem is some artists get big, and then when they go to Shady, because Shady don't really know how to market their artists correctly, they kind of just fade away. Because, like, they had Slaughterhouse, and that shit for a good second was good. And then that first album came out, and that shit went straight puppy shit. <laughs> I'm just... I'm not leaving the front bro. Like, I just... I, I wanted to root for them. Didn't you go to a, a performance, a slaughterhouse performance?
0: Uh, I think I did. <laughs> oh shit! I think I did. <laughs> oh shit! I definitely did see slaughterhouse. Oh it was shit! At, um, uh, what's that place called? Not sound stage? I think it was. Yeah, it was sound
4: stage? <laughs> um, oh.
0: Lord. All right, so let's let's listen. Let's go through the list. Okay. D twelve. They were successful because Eminem was on the single, and Eminem fans bought the fucking album. Of course, that's it. Of course, I'm not getting no props. Um. Now, I don't know how you feel about this. Obie Trice. Obie Trace's first album, <sighs> Cheers, was really good.
4: Yes, I'm it was. It was that- really
0: good, oh. and it sucks that it was not successful. Um, he had a song with uh. Damn, what was this? He could rap too. He had that corny Eminem song, "Got Some Teeth." The corny, that corny, uh, she got some teeth and shit like that, which they shouldn't yeah. did. But then he did the setup. Yeah, and that was a great song. And then he had uh, "We All Die One Day" with Lloyd Banks and that Fifty Cent. Yeah, uh, he had a song with him and Busta. Man, yeah. I like Wobby Trace. I feel like it also, just didn't work out for him. I know, right? So. I'm touching
4: my face and shit. <laughs> first things first. Uh, Obi Trice has a song on Fight Night since they want to know, which that was like the song that like really like elevated him to like pop culture in some type of way. Um, he also had that song um, sampled or used during the HBO series Entourage. Um, I like Obi Trice. That was those, those were the memories that like I grew from him, and then when I started listening to his music, I was like, "Oh, he can actually, he can actually spit." Like, we need to give him his respect. You know what I'm saying? um I need to go back through chairs because it's been a while since I heard that shit. I definitely heard it around the time I was editing his music, chopping it up when I was uh, promoting Lacrosse Day for the first time. But um yeah, I think <laughs> if it wasn't like I Eminem mean, put him on, but.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right, well, all right. So let's I'm gonna be gonna get back to it. So let me help him get through the rest right of so we can finish talking about how trash Shady Records was in minute. Oh
4: let's He's do going. it.
0: <laughs> all right, so Go Yellow down. Wolf. Yellow Wolf built his own buzz.
4: Oh man, he has some bangers. Built
0: his own buzz, signed to Shady, and all of it went away. Straight puppy shit. They didn't know what to do with him. And trunk music was it was creative, it yeah. came out of nowhere. He, came, he had a whole different angle. He was making that, uh, for lack of better words, white trash rap, but it didn't come off cheesy or corny or nothing shit like yeah. that. You could rock yeah. with it. I felt like he could have been able to like blend more rock because what he was trying to do, blend more rock into hip-hop, but not come off like Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly essentially took his shit and ran with it, but it is what it is. Boom. Didn't work out. There you go. Who else we got? Um shit, Bobby Creekwater. He's supposed to be the next Oh uh, Andre Three Thousand signed to them. Nothing. Stat Quo also from Atlanta. All he did was wind up. All he did was wind up ghostwriting for everybody else on Aftermath and never putting out his own joint. Mm. Cashes nigga had like twenty kids. Signed, <laughs> signed to Cash. The Swishem call it. Didn't work out. Boom. Okay. Then he had Slaughterhouse, right? I Talked about them. And now Eminem is still on there out of here. Who else they got on here mm-hmm. still? Let me see. I don't count Grisaldi because they built their own buzz. Yeah, Simon to did Shady didn't buzz. do nothing. They, they didn't do nothing for them. It was like Bad they signed me shady. evil.
4: That shit didn't do anything. Boogie now,
0: I do give them credit. Oh, Boogie album was okay. fire.
4: Okay, yeah, I do fuck with Boogie.
0: Boogie album I didn't was know he crazy. even Sonic Shady? Ew. I don't know why. Why? Me either. But Boogie album was crazy.
1: Crazy,
0: he has some good Stupid. Shit. It's my that that's what
4: something, something.
0: All right, something. Uh, all right, I'm so good. Last record, last okay. records. Um, okay. uh, G Unit, that's my last one. The intro okay. track, okay. Boom. Uh, okay. I think it was a great opening. They was kind of like giving you what they was the energy for the rest of the whole album. Uh, the title track being G Unit made so much sense. Um, 50 Cent had solid bars. Lloyd Banks' verse was my favorite verse. Um, yeah, uh, I like this song. Great intro. Uh, I wouldn't have them start the album any other any other way. High Tech does not get his props to making these crazy. Yes, beats. this yes. Really is phenomenal. Yes, the, it's like it's like, beats like this make you wanna like. Listen to beat tapes and that somebody just freestyle. I don't rap. Never try. that not my mm. shit. But these like shit that you hear somebody freestyle over, this is one of them ones. Yep. <coughs> <coughs> um, <coughs> um, <coughs> crazy. Crazy. All right. Over to you. You can like it, hate it, and then what's the next one?
4: I mean, shit. Uh, every time I, I'm going to keep it short. Every time I hear this song, I just imagine a G-Unit fucking light coming up and fucking Tim's and fitted caps <laughs> and shit and G-Unit tank tops and shit showing up. It's definitely a roll call for those G-Unit ass niggas. So yes, yes, this this was a great intro. Um, I, I love song. this intro. Yes, yes. My last song is popping them things everywhere we go through. All my gang around on my whole
1: nigga. What?
4: I hope I didn't say those. fucked those lyrics up. But at the same time, I like popping those things because It was based off of a memory that I had when I was playing um, 50 Cent's Game. Bulletproof?
0: (laughs) I forgot he had a game.
4: He had a fucking... He had two video games. He had two video games. Who gave this nigga the permission to make video games? But I'm not going to lie. My cousin Johnny was playing it and it was actually kind of fun. I didn't play the second one. I'm kind of interested now, now that we're listening to this album, to go back and listen to it. But he had his entire catalog at the time, you know, up to that point, on um his uh, what I call it, uh, on that game. So you could listen to popping them things, stunt one on one, all of that shit, while you're just killing random people at a junkyard. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a, a game very memorable. But the keyboards are super hard. I think it was produced by Star- Scott Starch again, right? Correct me if
0: I'm wrong. What you say? I wish I'd read up on
4: the game. Oh, it's produced by Scott Starch. Uh oh yeah, popping them things. Popping them things, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that keyboard. He he's known for the, the keyboards, and then later on that bass in the sims. But yeah, popping them things. Oh, it's produced by Dr. Dre too. Oh, that makes yeah. much sense. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, man. This this album alone had a lot of like diverse production. Um, I think even though it had New York bars, it didn't have New York beats. It definitely had a mm. diverse array of beats, and I did respect that. I like the fact that like Dr. Dre had his hand in G Unit as well, outside of you know, sh- uh, you know, Shady Aftermath and Eminem and his success. Um, but the fact that he was able to be like, you know, what I'm fucking with this young brother from New York, all the way on the other side. Let me clear my palate of this beef and. <laughs> <laughs> and work with uh uh 50 cent this, this brother from uh new york but yeah yeah that's that, this this beat was hard yeah
0: i think that's funny you say that because um i think i like the intro because it does feel like a new york record mm. it feels like a market you can hear like a new york rapper is going over um that's probably the same way I like the collapse freestyle because it get, like when 50 Cent came out, it felt like New York. It felt mm. like a New York takeover, and I think yeah, your point about it didn't feel like a New York album. The reasons why people, some of the people first fell in love with G-Unit because they felt like New York. They felt like the the other part of New York where the Dipset wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The Dipset was in Harlem. So where's the grimy part of New York at? And that's where 57G unit kind of gave you that vibe, that grimy part of New York, like which what you what you miss from like a mob deep or people like that, the and the Nore's, the CNN, so like that. Um, yeah. So that's it's funny you said it because I was thinking about that. Yeah, it didn't feel like a New York album, but the parts that did feel like New York is probably some of the parts that I actually really really like. And that's it. Oh shit. So what's the overall impact of this album? You know, Let me tell you this crazy part real quick. Mm-hmm. I was watching um uh 106 apart. And, okay. and he was on promo for this album. And he was like, they were trying to talk about, you know, because a week before uh Ja Rule was on with Minister Farrakhan kind of talking about their beef. And I was like, what mm. the hell? So they dropped this a week after, a week, maybe, no, almost about 10 days, almost two weeks after um, Ja Rule dropped Blood In My Eye, and that's the album that had Clap Back.
4: Mm.
0: Um, so it's funny that he would drop, that they would drop this album right after there, and I wonder why they was so close. Um, and I think it just shows that Ja Rule Fumble with that whole 50 Cent beef, even though 50 Cent took it stall and ran with it. But that is what it is. Um, Especially after the successful run that Ja Rule had.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that beef, too, because it's like, I think, not only did 50 Cent become a part of Ja Rule's demise, but then also... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also the feds were <laughs> like like that that whole that the story of like murdering the rise is one that I hope we one day go down, you know, through one of their albums. But when it comes to to this specific album, I think the fact that he did drop it around the same time as Ja Rule's clapback song was very was very critical. Cause even I remember um listening to it for the first time on the radio and hearing about J ja Rule, how he wanted to drop this song because of the beef, and like this was like his, you know, the, he he's saying this is this is his song, it's a song against Fifty Cent, and it was really promoted, but it it, it didn't come off as natural as Fifty Cent uh, trolling because Fifty Cent is really good at trolling. He's even good to this day. He's been the fucking court and continues to troll multiple times. It's is it's crazy. I think that's something that can that makes him still a critical part of like the culture today. And that's for both the good and bad, because at one point we got our lives in, but now because this motherfucker is like doing crazy shit and then fucking with Trump now, is just like he, he, I don't know where, I don't know where I can actually hold this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I like the projects that he had in the past. And I was like, trust and believe like I was a, I was fucking with 50 Cent for a while. I ain't gonna lie. Like I heard it around me all the time. And then I bought like the, 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 the soundtrack to the actual documentary. But like this album was was critical to the success of it. But to see how the entire thing played out is sad. It's kind of sad.
0: Um that's fucked
1: up. <laughs> oh damn Ricard- that was uh,
0: Regarding impact, no, you're right, it was, it was sad. Uh, Regarding impact, oh, though. Oh, all right. So, after we did um, the last album, mm. 400 Degrees, and talk about cash money, and how essentially, not, not, not like historically, but essentially, they have been, since Back That Ass Up, they have had a top 10 record or a big single or something every year for the past 20 years almost maybe they might miss like one or two maybe three years between those um but once little wayne got hot after the the demise of the hot boys and stuff like that um and he had his like street records and carter two which was carter one which really wasn't crazy but he had like you know street shit that did well and then Carter 2 put him back on and he had all of the mixtape shit and da da And then essentially, since then, they've put out a hit record after hit record hit record. Tiger, Young Money, Mixtapes, Young Money Projects, uh, Nicki Minaj, Drake Wayne, some more, and other people that have one offs, like Father, Like Son, and shit like that. But essentially, they have been putting out top albums regarding selling or critical wise um, every year. For the better part of 20 years. And when you think about, like, on over G-Unit, G-Unit, 50 Cent, was the biggest rapper in the world. But it only lasted for about three years. And that uh-huh. is mind-blowing. When you think about it, like, G-Unit's reign was... Winksta came out in 2002. Yep. On a mixtape. So O2 is when he started like building his mixtape buzz and he started getting bigger and then Wangster really like shot him up there to superstar status. And I was going over the timeline. The timeline, the G-Unit timeline uh, of releases is crazy, especially when you factor in the fact that, like we said earlier, like they would put an album out in September and then still be putting out singles months later, right? So, Girish Die in comes out February 2003. It came out a week early because it was getting bootleg because people with the demand was crazy for it. Um, now, when it came out 2003, you gotta think, 2000, he was on the Eight Mile soundtrack. Yeah. That's what song that's what Wangster was on. So, Wankster was on that soundtrack in 2002. So, he was like building his buzz already. Right. Mm-hmm. So from 02 to 03, <clears throat> 50 Cent was the biggest rapper in the game for that year. Like building up buzz, shit like that. Give Us a Die Trying, they had In the Club came out in January. If I Can't, mm-hmm. which was the last single, came out in September of 03. That was so from, right. So that came out in September. Now, stick to the timeline. This is a crazy timeline. Beg for Mercy dropped in November. That first single was Stump 101, and it came out a week after, If I Can, God, in September damn. twenty-three, right? So he didn't stop, like, boom. That So those are that singles, right? Yeah. So Smile was the last single from Beg for Mercy. It came out on April 04, right? Yeah. April 04, Smile, which was Lloyd Banks who was on that record, right? Yeah. June 2004, Lloyd Banks dropped Hunger for More.
4: That's a the run. First,
0: dog. So, Smile came out in early April. On Fire, which was a big club summertime record, came out late April. I'm So Fly came out in July. Karma, that was 19, I mean, October 19th, 04. So, Damn. This is non-stop G-Unit. I just went from 02 to 03. Now I'm at 04, right? 04, yeah, that was Right. It. Yeah. So Lloyd Banks came out in June 04. Straight out of Cashville, August 04.
4: August oh So boy, they yeah. So
0: that whole summer. So from 02 to 04, G-Unit held two summers. Body all G-Unit. Yeah. That's it. Just G-Unit. Body in no summers, right? Yeah. Straight out of Cashville drops. So Lloyd Banks put out a single in July. April and October. Young Buck first single, Let Me In, comes out in July. Shorty when a ride with me come out the end of August, End of August 04. Mm. Right? So boom, that's 04. So they still working off that. Right. So the end of August. So the end of that winter time, they run through all of that. December. No. we December. I'm fucking this up. Let me pull it up before I said the wrong thing. Boom. So uh, end of August, you got Lloyd Banks still working off the early summer album and uh, Young Buck working off the late summer album. In 04, West Side Story with Game and 50 Cent. Yeah. No, with Game, drops in September 04. Okay. How We Do drops Damn. November 04. I
4: remember that shit. Hated It or shit Love
0: It. Hated It or Love It dropped January 05. Damn! The documentary dropped January 05. Ain't that crazy? So, That's crazy. Um, so boom. January 05 you got the documentary. March 05 The Massacre.
1: Damn! I
4: remember that so, shit! <laughs> Damn!
0: So, so think All about I, think this. I
4: really need is a little think, bit. But think little about this.
0: So documentary dropped in January. Disco Inferno, which is a single off the massacre, dropped oh, in December. Candy Shop. Candy Shop dropped in February, a month after the documentary dropped. My God. Just a little bit dropped in May.
1: My God.
0: Out of Control dropped in September 05. So that is another summer. This is the third summer G-Unit had this summer. You see what I'm saying? That is crazy. Yes. Right? Yes. So, and then he had thoughts of a predicate felon with Tony Yayo, which. Mm. 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 But mm. I'm not gonna lie. So seductive was a big record. Yes, it was, um, yes, it was. and it came out in Late May. Advances. And Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent was on the hook, and then he also had Curious, Curious, Curious with Joe on that hook yes. for um, Tony Yayo. You know what?
4: Before summertime before you,
0: records. Before you continue. Before you continue.
4: I do think the one thing Tony Yayo, well, the the two things Tony Yayo was useful for in Junior. One, so seductive. Two, the little this shit. This shit. Because I think John the face, the yeah, face I think John Cena gentrified it around that time, too. So let's include that.
0: Uh-huh. Yo said he
4: gentrified a it. Right there. You know what I'm saying? A little ho-tepism. You know what I'm
0: saying? Throw that wow. I disc- hear saying <laughs> John Cena <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to we we need some proof on that. I think you might be right though.
4: I mean, I around the time I saw I saw Tony Yayo and I also saw John Cena. Like I saw Tony Yayo do this shit. I mean, to be honest, he was doing it a little bit earlier before John Cena got super big off of it. Because at the time, originally we uh, John Cena didn't really have his gimmick. You know what I'm saying? And then like as the years progressed, he began to. Actually, having and actually do it, but it is not documented when necessarily he changed that gimmick. Unless you go on YouTube and actually watch a video, but we ain't got time to do
0: that shit on this podcast. We tired. Right. <laughs> so back to this. I so think this is where it starts to die down, right? So Get What You Die Trying soundtrack comes out in November, and that was a big soundtrack. It has it, it sold well. It did well. I liked it. It had Hustle's Ambition, it had Window Shop, it had uh, Best Friend, it had mm-hmm. Whip Your Head Boy. That, yes. So, yes. That an, an, right. another summer. Another so summer. This is, that's, that's three summers. In the winter. That was a good winter, I went to. So, 50 Cent was the biggest rapper in the, in the world for three years. Um, and he could do no wrong, um, which, I don't know, it's just crazy thing about. After that, it gets a little funny. They had yeah, the, yeah. uh, the Mob Deep album, which I actually oh. didn't hate. Um, but it wasn't as I successful. Know. But even if you include that into the thing that came out in May, so that's right after um, the hustlers, the uh Gilbert Trying soundtrack started to die down. But yeah. then you had the Rotten Apple, which didn't do well um, sale commercial According
4: to Phenom Black, he said it was good. So we should I don't know
0: Rotten Apple was a good album.
4: See, I only gave so... I haven't heard it. He didn't
0: give it no press though, it only had one single.
4: Yeah, and it was a love song. I think Fifty was like, "Yo, you're really good at doing this, so this is gonna be your first single." I think he yeah. did that. I don't know though.
0: Yeah, they only Imagine. gave it one one single. I don't fucking understand why they did that, but it is what it, was it a good is. Good single
4: though. It was it, it was a very love songy single, but it was a good single though.
0: Um, and then you had the the little scrappy song, the little scrappy mixtape, um, album, which but that's when it started yeah. to fall off. <laughs> Get listen, Buck? listen. Money in the bank was a big record, and yeah. Virginia oh, Shore. Yeah. I like Get Buck. That's that beat. Dun, 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 Polo, the Don went crazy. the, the it, but the album didn't do well. I didn't have no good singles. Yeah. Um, all of the things that I felt like he had in the first album, what well, it wasn't, it wasn't there. I think he was trying to sound like everybody else in the South, which Mm. was weird because he never sounded like everybody else in the South to begin with. Real shit. Uh, He didn't sound like T.I. He didn't sound like Jeezy. He didn't sound like Little John.
4: He didn't sound like
0: like none of them niggas. And I think he felt like he wanted to make Southern, like he wanted to sound like them. Mm. And um, I think that's where young Buck messed up. He had some good joints in that though. Buck the world is crazy. Um, yeah,
4: that was a gem that I stumbled across. Yes.
0: Jake One went crazy on that beat. Of my favorite beats, you said Jake One. Um, Jake One. Oh, Jake One. Jake oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
4: he also produced an, uh, produced another song on his joint.
0: Yeah. Um,
4: tell somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about me you better ask somebody about me oh yeah yeah i think
0: he did do that okay, okay. um yeah but i think that's the impact of the album like this was oh uh bridge legendary. that go ahead
4: legendary producers i'm just gonna throw that out there yeah great producer oh yeah yeah outside for
0: Eminem. sure outside of even they made a bad producer i just talk shit because uh, i think he's overrated because nah, he's a white guy. Nah. I had to yes listen to drugs. Tupac's
4: album produced by Eminem. Fuck no. Oh, but it I'm, was never, good.
0: I'm never listening to that. I've never listened to that and I won't I would never do that. I would never disrespect Pac like that. Never will <laughs> I ever do that. I would never disrespect that man's legacy, like giving it a listen. Cause he would not want he would not want to listen to that shit. And I'm not listening <laughs> to that shit either. At all. No, I didn't. To be honest, when you just, before you said it, I didn't know it even existed. I think I removed it from my memory because, <laughs> no.
4: I mean, it's a good segue into
0: <laughs> that, that Eminem slam uh, slander we oh, no. were going through. <laughs> Man, hell no. Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know what album was it. It might have been a, the the little Scrappy album because it came out of nowhere. <sighs> um, and it might have been Buck's in the well, board, and it's kind of started with Lloyd Banks and how they just didn't do his album well promotion basis. Yeah. And they didn't give him no good singles. I don't know what, what was up with that. Because um, yeah. Lil Scrappy had four, three or four singles, but Young Buck, maybe Lloyd basically only get one. That's stupid. But um, my, my the impact is crazy, right? 50 yeah. Cent is now a staple in hip hop. I don't think yeah. he's gonna go anywhere, even though they probably don't even rap forever. Um, or just
4: music, yeah. Eh. Eh. Um, I,
0: I don't wanna I'm sorry. I don't want to hear in the more fifty cent. Uh, me
4: neither. Uh um, just just, just, go, yeah. just go
0: bury yourself in a hole. But it made me shit, think man. though, so what is two things came out, came out of this album. The first thing is what is the average time span for a group or a person to be the biggest in hip hop? You have some people who just become um just staples, right? Yeah. Jay-Z, he had a couple summers with Rockefeller, but for the most part, he just dropped albums when he wants to. People come to him then. He's kind of like, you know, the yoga of hip-hop now, right? right? And but he, he's like uh evergreen. He ever forever gonna be here. Yeah. Um but as at, at one point at his biggest, he did run the game. Yeah. Um Outcast didn't they weren't doing stuff like that they weren't like dominating every year they were just putting out music that they felt was organic and natural and great bodies of work so i don't think they qualify i could be wrong but i don't think they do i
4: think you um, have, oh go ahead,
0: go, ahead. go ahead joe i just can't think of so i just can't i'm trying to think of more instances i think wu-tang had a really good run yeah um i think maybe two or three years maybe four years when he was at the top
4: yeah, but their 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 agreements were structured differently. They mm-hmm. all were a part of Wu Tang, but mm-hmm. they all had their different rec. They had, they were signing different record labels, all right? So they could do their own entire thing if they wanted to, especially with their David projects. But I think when it came to like G Unit and other like even currently, we have the Ten Seventeen group with all the with everybody from Ten Seventeen. We don't know how long that shit gonna last. But I think what...
0: But they're not at the top, though. I'm saying when you're at the top, what is the longest people can stay at the top? Uh, I think ja Rule, ja, Rule depends, was, ja Rule was one of the biggest artists in hip-hop. Top two, top three. From 2000, because Vinnie Vettavichie dropped in 99. Mm. And he asked me to holla, holla. But his second album really took him up to That's And he started having the Asante records and the of records and stuff like that. But that was an
3: 0-2.
0: 0-2, he was still big. But 0-3 is, is when he declined. So I would say he had like two or three years when he was like, you know, top one, top two, one of the best guys out. Yeah. DMX had... Two years? 99, no, 98. 98, no, 97. Okay. 97, okay. 98, okay. 99, Okay, and then 2000 we started to come down. That's about three, maybe four years. You could try to like give them. Okay, okay, I get you. Try to think of other people, man. I can't think. Kendrick had a, you know, Kendrick. I think Kendrick is now in that Jay Z status, where there was a time when he was like killing everything, and Mm. he was like hands down, the man for like three, maybe four years, but Mm. then, I think he just took a break. Yeah,
4: that's it. I I think think
0: that's it. Kendrick's like, he just he he
4: actually takes the time to like go through life in order for him to like kind of find his next inspiration for projects. That's something that a lot of artists don't have. And I, I think that's something that like um 50 Cent was able to do at the time, especially when it came to marketing, even though he gave you a lot of you know consistent amounts of music, the way that he was able to separate everything made it feel like it was a long time before you heard something new from G unit. But when you did hear from G unit, that shit was amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'd probably, shit, in some ways I'd probably give it two years currently, but like back then, I, if you were consistent enough, you could have a longer run for maybe about four, to be honest. But like you saw people like Ja Rule have like very you know, like bursts of success you know, on multiple platforms and then kind of fall, I think, I don't think it's necessarily like a certain amount of time because it's always due to like what happens within that crew. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, Arrested Development was on top at one point, but at the same time, it separated at one point, you know what I'm saying? Uh, allegedly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, But at the same time, I felt like for what G unit was at the time, it was a part of 50 Cents run. Um, a streak that he already made since he was successful with his one project, he was like, I gotta find a way to keep it going. Because that's how a lot of rappers, that's what a lot of rappers think. It's like, all right, cool. I'm already on this street. What else can I do to make sure that you know my name is still you know, still in these streets, people listening to the music. So they find different ways. That's why unfortunately we got Eminem and D12. So like <laughs> uh-huh. I'm saying like like that's I think when it comes to those runs it's a lot harder to do because now music is so um accessible from multiple platforms and you can listen to new artists at any point that if you if you continue to have a streak your shit really has to stand out you know what I'm saying like There's a lot of people who had great music in the blog era that wasn't wasn't even able to get past 2015 when streaming became a big thing because they had so much um, um, clout in the blog era anchored that they weren't able to get past, you know what I'm saying? And then even when you look at the past, you know, different contracts with record labels because the record labels ruled at one point, um, messed up different people's um, careers and We didn't get funded for certain albums. We talked about that with AZ. So I think it already I really think it depends on everything, all of your stars being aligned. You know what I'm saying? And how long those stars are aligned. Because if one star moves apart, you better hope a motherfucking another star comes to stage right there. Otherwise, your shit is just gonna collapse. It's very hard to be able to be consistent and have the 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 rapport with the entire world that many, uh, rap stars do. So, yeah.
0: Man. Um, I think that's a great point though, man. Cause I was, I was just thinking about it like, man, a lot of people don't know, but 50 cent was huge, huge, huge. I mean, I think some of that comes from being with shady and, Getting at he's the black guy he's the the black friend of that white guy who gets all the press because Eminem was on everything your Eminem was on TRL every day even <laughs> when he wasn't putting out an album that's how I don't give him credit bro yeah. how you like black people what Jay Z couldn't do that Jay Z couldn't be on TRL if he wasn't putting out an album Eminem mm-hmm. was on TRL all the time all the time
4: that motherfucker he was on best. there.
0: Him and Britney Spears was on there all the time. Even his song was on there. He was on there. I'm like, bro, he ain't even got a record out. Like, yep. why are all playing his songs?
4: It was a, it why are you playing Man, because
0: he was white. He's a white phenomenon. White
4: there he goes. Like, that's what it wow. is. To be the white on.
0: rapper a co-signed rapper. by the black guy. Man. Yeah. But 50 Cent was getting, I mean, maybe, maybe that's why he got pressed. Maybe it's because he got banned by everybody else and Eminem. And Dre giving a co-sign was really like pumped them up, and then yeah. Jimmy Iveen being the marketing genius that he is, yep, <sighs> yep. You're like the music wack, but
4: you're a white guy rap, I can work with that. Right. You're this booth with Dre, um,
0: but um, <laughs> man, Beck of Mercy" was beautiful, man. It, I think it really was a great segue. I think it was very intelligent. I don't know if it was 50's idea or the, the label's idea for them to say. Don't put out a single, don't put out another album. Introduce the group because G Unit was big. Like people felt like they was a part of a G Unit soldier. Like
1: yep.
0: they they people felt connected to the mixtape, they felt connected yep. to hearing the freestyles, hearing uh Lloyd Banks freestyle, Antonio with them trash ass freestyles,
1: 50 <laughs> Cent Freestyles,
0: right? People felt connected to them. Um uh, in a they did 50 Cent fans, but they really did love G-Unit as well. Yeah. And I think this was the great album to segue 50 Cent's, um, the momentum he garnered from Gary Star trying into introducing the group. The, the Young Bucks, the Lloyd Banks, the Yayos. And then, even, even though Game wasn't on here and he had that big Falling Out, but introducing that by by that reason, people to Game. I was a big Game fan because I was a big G Unit fan. I like Buck. I like Banks. I rock with 50. Yeah. Um, and I, when Game came out, I said, Yo, he's from the West. He can rap. I would listen to all the mixtapes. Um, then he had the big Falling Out. Um, but um, yeah, man, like this album did a great job of like, segue in that that that, man Pete if you weren't there if you was born in 2003 and you listened to this and you 17 you missed out on how big 50 Cent was street DVDs like he was on the street street DVDs and he was on BET and he was on MTV and he was on all the magazines you go into the store that is cr- like... Everywhere. You, Video you games, wasn't-
4: shoes, shirts, G- little motherfucking shirts with the colors and shit on them, because I, I unfortunately had one. People um, wasn't
0: doing it. People weren't doing streets, mixtapes, and being in front of all of the cameras, and I don't you know, know, man.
4: Movies and shit. This nigga, this nigga acting he here, fucking executive producer now, even though he fucks with Trump, fuck him. Um, like, it's just...
0: Yeah, the impact is crazy. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think today the long-lasting impact of it. I think it gave. I think it was a great segue into Fifty Cent saying, "I'm not going to put out an album for another what two years?" Yeah. I think because he recorded, um, he put out "Get Rich or Die Trying" in '03, and "Massacre" came out two years later. And I think if he did not have These in-betweens, these Lloyd Banks, these group unit, these G-Unit albums, the Buck album, it gave him time to like not be in everybody's face, but still be in everybody's face through like the singles and being featured and being out there. And it gave him time to like be there, but not overwhelmed with their own music. So when the time came for the massacre, people wanted a 50 cent project back because they kept hearing them on everybody else's stuff. Um, I thought that was like a genius marketing scheme, marketing tool that they had. And um, yeah, man. And it is not a, it didn't, it aged pretty well. Um, yeah. If you was a genius, it, it gave you that 2003 vibes. Yeah, um, uh, Some songs, some, like I said, some beats I don't like now. Um, it's like two or three beats that I was like, this shit didn't age well, but no one of them some, for sure. <laughs> some of them joints still like stump one-on-one play that joint in the car. Yes. What? Yes. You yes. don't get a ticket. Look, nigga, I'm stunning You know what I um, But yeah, band. man, I, great album, man. And I, I don't want almost say great, but the album it did what it's supposed to do. It, it, yeah. it introduced the world to um, who 50 Cent's team were. Even though you might be familiar with Lloyd Banks, but it just it gave you more. Lloyd Banks wasn't doing smile on the freestyles, right? Um, Young Buck was not on most of those freestyle tapes because what happened was the label signed 50 Cent uh, before the, um in like 02. And that's why he put out his mixtape, the uh, no, no Fear, No Mercy. And then he was on the 8 Mile soundtrack. So he had been signed for a minute. He was working with them before he put out Get With Your Diatron. That's why some of the singles from the mixtapes was on there because he had already been doing it, which is Crazy to think about, but it is what this. Mm. Boom. What else you got? Yeah, man. I mean,
4: like you said, it did its job. Um, really good, really good album. Really good one to get back into. Um, a lot of good songs to pull from, a lot of good songs to like put on your playlist. Uh, wanting to get to know you is definitely on my playlist. If you want to check that mm-hmm. out. Um, in general, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love doing this shit every week with the homie of my, you know what I'm saying, and all of our friends. Make sure you fucking follow us. You know what I'm saying? On Twitter, on Instagram, all of that shit. Fans underscore everything. Uh, follow Record Report Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Leave five comments and all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Let us know, you know what I'm saying? About the album and what you think. Take a listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually take the time to listen to it. It's some gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? A little misogynist shit here and there. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you feel that type of way, let us know. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we want to be able to kind of hear your voice. This is a community. We we accept you in, and we accept all people, man. You feel me? So yeah, yeah. Like I ain't got nothing else to say, man. When you got anything else to say?
0: Yeah, uh, like subscribe, all that shit. If you like Eminem. Please come on here and tell
4: us why. <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> if you're an Eminem fan, after the Eminem show, please just let us like come on here and, and bring some songs. That's fair. Like,
4: after the these
0: show. are the songs that I feel like Eminem has grown as an artist, and uh, uh, and then we're gonna find some songs from that same album and be like, nope, he's still ass. <laughs> That might
4: be the first um, album we trash.
0: And what I can't. I hope it's
4: it. I can't
0: wait. We gotta wait till the anniversary coming on, so everybody could be talking about it. We can say, Yeah, I love this trash ass album. <laughs> it should gotta be age, a real
4: bad album too. Like relax
0: that age shit. like Eminem before he had plastic surgery. <laughs>
4: <laughs> before that nigga looked like a ghoul. You feel
0: me? You white, bro. You ain't supposed to age like that. You got plastic surgery. You ain't fooling me.
4: Oh god, man. I just I don't want to see Eminem at age 50, man. Like I'm just I'm afraid of that. How old is he right now?
0: Skibidi D wop Whatever however whatever age <laughs> range that is.
4: Skibidi D. D shout out to decent Mero. You're <laughs> everybody me in a 313. <laughs> Oh fuck man.
0: All right. <laughs> That's all I got, yo. I had to get that Eminem stuff off my chest. <laughs> oh no, no,
4: we can continue anytime. Whenever tired of you tired <laughs> of you tired. Oh shit, man.
0: All right, yo. Uh, it's man, been man. real.
4: It's been real, yes, for sure. Um, what's the what's the next what's the selection for the next album before we go?
0: Oh shit. I'm gonna look it up before um peace. <laughs> oh shit.